Greetings. You're listening to the Bonnie Boat Sailing Podcast. My name is Chris Smith. Whether you're a grizzled old salt, pining for the days of wire rope halyards, or a greenhorn, wondering what the hell a dolphin striker is, this is the podcast that seeks to fill the need for everybody's third most favorite pastime. That is, talking about sailing. Hello, good people of the internet. Welcome to this, the latest installment of the Bonnie Boat Sailing Podcast. If you've been following along, you'll have noticed a theme among the uh, the batch of episodes we did on the ICW trip, uh, and that is the camaraderie and deep friendships formed when you're traveling by boat. Uh, and today I have for you a conversation with some very cool, uh, inspiring, and interesting people, Clay and Allie of Soul Tide. Uh, and Ryan and I are fortunate to also call them our very good friends. Uh, so Clay and Allie took Soul Tide, their Catalina 27, on an almost identical journey to ours uh, down the ICW uh, from Antipoison Creek in Virginia down to the Florida Keys. Um, and I think the furthest down the chain they made it was Long Key, which is, which is as far as we got down there as well. Uh, so we met them when we were both northbound, anchored near Key Largo, uh, dodging a line of severe thunderstorms, uh, and we became fast friends. So uh, in this episode, we reminisce a bit, uh, reminisce a bit uh, trade some stories, lots of good laughs. Uh, one quick thing to note, uh, at one point, Clay and I get into some diesel engine minutia, uh, and upon, upon consulting with Nigel Calder, uh, most diesel engines are, in fact, four cycles. Uh, there are apparently some two-cycle diesels out there, but it would be very unusual to find one as a sailboat auxiliary. Uh, but other than that, if, if you're interested in that sort of thing, you'll, you'll catch that when it goes by. Uh, but... Always fun seeing uh, Clay and Allie. Uh, we had a great time talking to them. Uh, so you're here, here you have it. Uh, Allison Childress and Claiborne Dingledean of the sailing yacht Soul Tide. All right, here we go. Okay. So I was, uh, I was reading through your blog yesterday power reading nice. uh, getting ready for this and ali you wrote a piece called trust fall mm-hmm. which i thought was was very funny uh and i thought maybe that would be a good place to start talking about how you guys ended up sailing soul tide down the icw yeah that that the very first inkling that i thought we would be on a sailboat was when clay said I would like to take a sailboat down to the Florida Keys. And I was like, great. I've only been on a sailboat once. It capsized immediately. And he's like, what kind of boat was that? <laughs> it was a sunfish, so it was not that big of a deal. Um, but when we got Soul Tide um, and took her out for one of our first little sails just outside of our um, home port, whatever it's called, um, <laughs> We came home and I'm ready. I'm like trying to figure out how to stand at the bow of the boat and like catch lines. And I'm not sure if I'm supposed to jump off the boat or stay on the boat or I'm not sure. But things went really well because the boat just sort of stopped and in its place. I think it's because it, ground, it hit ground, but that's fine. And so I was feeling very confident that I could just reach out and grab the line from the post that was like five feet away. So I was like straight legs bent at the hip, just like reaching, reaching. And I landed on the, the, first you looked back 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, put the, the, the line was on top of the piling, so we left it very tidy. And then we yes. pulled in, yeah. and you were like, I was like, oh, you can tie off the bow lines. And you looked back at me, and you were like, oh, I got this. I'll just reach out for it. <laughs> and I kind of like, in my head, I saw the distance that you had to reach and the length of your arms, and I was like, and saw you start to lean, and I was like, <laughs> oh, no, she's not going <laughs> to... And then you. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I hit the post, and the is the pole. Mm-hmm. We can tell who's the sailor. <laughs> and and I hit it with both my palms with such force that it immediately started pushing the boat back. And so I had like just my fingertips on the post, <laughs> and, and I'm like looking, you know, at the, down below, which is like just oysters, like oyster shells yeah. coming up out of Rage the water. Blades. Yeah, <laughs> and so I'm like, Aah! and thank goodness I had said like I'll just reach for it because I had not said that and just done it. I don't think Clay would have been watching me, but luckily he was already on his way and grabbed me just before I fell in the water. It was very scary. But um, that was one of our first times out and maybe should have been some kind of preface to our whole trip. Just me sort of bumbling around and Clay sailing us straight. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> so what, um, what kind of planning did you guys have to do? I mean, how long was the trip in, uh, in the works before you actually left? Wow, not long. I think we hatched the plan four and a half months within two weeks we owned the boat that did not run and was not fitted for a trip and so we spent about three months like you know full in the boat getting it redone and then um and by we you mean you mostly me covered in motor oil diesel motor gasoline Mm -hmm. i don't know and just many pictures of clay with his legs just like straight <laughs> up out of the engine compartment. Yeah, yeah but we I got it running. And then, I don't know, you said planning, and I was like, did we plan that trip at all? I don't remember. I planned. <laughs> I planned. Allie did most of the planning. Well, I think, planning on, the paper. on like, I planned like that we would need 10 cans of tuna fish or like, you know, like. And we got the waterway guides. And we got the water. And you were on top of having the right books and stuff. So I was in charge of making sure the engine was going to run. We had spare fuel filters. We had mm. all the lines replaced that we needed to replace and the blocks. And we had all the cleats and that the anchor worked and, you know, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was in charge of making it feel sort of homey. The and one that thing we, we for- survive. Yeah, sorry. The one thing we forgot to plan on was like how to work the VHF and how to call bridges <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, we didn't totally. really think about that until we were sitting in front of this bridge that was closed that we had to get to the other side of and we were like, hmm, well, let me call my mom and see <laughs> how does this process what work? we're supposed to do. Like, bridge, man? <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there was someone kayaking like pa- around, like circles around us, and we're yeah. like, "Do you know how to call this bridge?" And I think eventually the bridge called us, and they were like, "Are you waiting for a bridge opening?" We're like, "Yes, yes, we are." It was very funny. Yeah. Was that the Gwyn's Island bridge? Yeah, yeah. it was. It was so, day one. Yeah, yeah. So we, on our first day out, the guy reaching point, Jim. It's like, oh, just go, you know, it's, yeah, it's a little windy, go, go down to, uh, you know, Gwyn's Island, go into uh, Milford Haven there, take it easy. And, uh, and I was so nervous about going through oh, 
a bridge. Oh. That I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, it, we're going. We going. We're going to Mob Jack an today. Hour day out in a small craft advisory because Chris was afraid of calling the bridge tender. So I was so mad for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Like, we <laughs> so, so I, I, I can identify. So um, you just completely bypassed that bridge. You didn't yeah. even want to deal with no, it. No. Mm-hmm. I don't. What, what was our first bridge opening? I think it must have been the Gilmerton. Right? Where is that? Yeah. Uh, in the Elizabeth River? Is it a, the lift bridge, right? Right in, right after you get out of Hampton Roads. Mm. Okay, yeah. It's big industrial. It goes, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like the, the car, you can, you can see the cars yeah. through the grate or something. Yeah, we have a funny story about that bridge, actually. Please. You might have to edit this out. Good, good. So, <laughs> Clay and I have only been dating now at that point for like six Three. months. Not even that long. Three months, Four I think. months? Yeah. Well, we had planned for four months or whatever. Oh, that's true. So maybe five or six months. Anyway. Right. So we're, we get through to to that bridge. And and that's like the first time we're at a bridge where there's like lots of traffic and yeah. there's a barge and, you know, like a lot of stuff going on. So I just go down below to make lunch. Like that's my go-to stress Mm-hmm. reducer is like I'm just like I'm just gonna go downstairs and if we start sinking I'll let you know and so there's like I've got this so I bring up lunch and we're sitting there sort of idling and, and waiting and Clay's like my stomach hurts so bad and I'm like really and he's like I I just I can't right now I can't I I, I can't like I can't steer this boat. I can't eat this lunch. Although he continued to eat it. I, I don't know. And it was a very funny situation. I don't know what to do. I'm like newly dating this guy. I'm like, okay, what what do, you, what do people usually do when your stomach hurts? And he's like, it has never hurt like this in my whole life. And I'm like, oh my, we're only like three days into the trip. Anyway, cut to, I'm like, okay, well, let me know. Like, I'm going to keep going downstairs. I'm going to clean up down. Let me know if something goes wrong and I'll take over the helm. And I come back up to take over the helm and Clay goes, I'm like, how are you feeling? He's like, oh, I feel fine. I'm like, well, what, what, what happened? And he's like, I just had to fire it. I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, noted. And now that we've been married for, or now we've been married almost a year, that's happened at least three more times where suddenly Clay's like, my stomach hurts so bad. <laughs> anyway, the things you learn about a person Fantastic. on a boat. I, I mean, yeah. you guys learned, you must have learned so much. The bathroom is right there. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the bathroom right is right there. there. Yeah. And yours was a box. A, yeah, it was a little, was a, box. a little box that we pooped in. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so and we took but a that's, Well, that's a good segue, though, because what I was kind of getting at with this, this trust ball thing is because you guys had only really just met in some ways. Yeah. What was it like? Going, were we living together prior to moving aboard the boat? No. So that was the first for time like we lived a, together for like a couple weeks. Like a couple of weeks. Yeah. So yeah. what was what was that like? Was that a was that a big change? Most was that like people thought we were like nuts, so crazy. <laughs> They're like, you're doing what? Are you crazy? Except for my sister, who they're say they're like sailor right, boat right. people and. I told her all about it, and she was like, oh, great. That's a great idea. You guys will figure out real quickly yeah. how That's awesome. compatible you are. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that was a, yeah. that was sort of my, like, mindset. I was like, I've only got a certain amount of time left, you know? Like, I got it. If this guy's the right guy, then we'll figure it Stress out. Stress tested. Yeah. 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 And we did. We learned so much about how to fight in a way that, like, we yeah. could still live on a 27-foot sailboat together. and Because um, you have nowhere else to go. And that was... 
great to learn that. And um, no one ever jumped off the boat. And I think a couple of times you took the dinghy like angrily away, you know, but it's hard to like paddle angrily, you know, <laughs> so I think it was fine. So, yeah, I mean, we learned so much and it ended up being good, which it totally could not have been, but it was great. Good, good. No, we, we certainly had the same same experience, I would say. Yeah. So. Cause, but you guys have known each other yeah, for we had, so we had long. Lived, yeah, yeah, I mean, we were, we were married before we left. So. Yeah. But I feel like um, that we knew each other well enough to be worried about living That's on very the, true. The, mm. that such a small boat together. And we were we surprised ourselves. It was actually really easy for us to live in such small quarters. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So small, we're talking about small boats. What uh, Can you describe Soul Tide? Uh, what did you like about the boat? Uh, what didn't you like? Some what, what kind of work did you have to do to get ready? Sure, yeah. Soul Tide, um, she seemed like a great boat. I brought my sister down there and my mom. They're, my whole family's kind of boat people. Um, but I had never had a sailboat like that. So anyway, she's 27 feet. Um, I really like the roller furling jib. Seemed yeah. very nice. She had um, helm steering, you know, steering wheel, which I prefer greatly over a rudder. Um, inboard diesel engine, which is like I like diesel engines, and so that you was know all. You how to work on that. Yeah, that was all very good. Um, and as a layout, the twenty-seven footer, the Catalinas, back then I guess those the eighty eighty one, so early eighties, they were very beamy. Yeah. Um, she had like a I want to say like a thirteen foot beam, which are. 36 foot boat now has a 10 foot beam or 10 and a half feet really yeah oh, i didn't realize that that's um, wild so there was a lot, a lot of space, space and the cockpit was nice and big and for a 27 foot boat it was really comfortable mm-hmm. you know yeah cool what, what what all did you have to do to get ready i mean you're doing engine work um I know you, I, you replaced leaky windows. Oh right? my God. God. Yeah. So yes, we got the engine running that just ended up being bad fuel, but we kind of replaced a bunch of stuff through that, um, replaced all the running rigging. The sails were in good shape. So we kept those and, um, yeah. And we had leaking windows. So <clears throat> we replaced the windows like we were supposed to, I guess, like someone, oh, the, we tried to replace them with the normal, like with the actual window that right. they, they came out. So right. like put it. A retrofit type which was crazy which is like you like called a number catalina makes sailboats i mean they're they're, everyone knows that company there's probably hundreds of 27s out there i would think yeah oh yeah and so you call this number for catalina replacement parts Uh, and it's like a guy in his garage (laughs) (laughs) and you're like he picks up like hello this is al or what frank i don't even know and you're like Hello, is this the Catalina replacement parts? And he's like, Yep. And you're like, Okay, uh, I have a Catalina 27. I need to replace the windows. He's like, Mmm, okay, but I'm just not going to recommend it. And we're like, Well, our windows are leaking right now. You know, it can't only be worse than this. And I just remember that process being very mm. silly. Like, that you would think <laughs> that somebody, you know, there would be some kind of like process, but it wasn't. It was. Yes. Yeah. So we ended mm-hmm. up getting the kit from online or whatever through this guy. Al he kind of, Frank. Yeah. And Al Frank. we Al did Frank. it. And we, at this point, this was one of the last things we were doing, right? Because we were like, all right, we need the engine first. We need running rigging with the anchor. We got a new anchor because we had an experience with the anchor that dragged. So we got like a nice big rock nut anchor. Nice. Yeah. And we're fighting the Lots winter. Chain. Yeah. And like we're fight. It's already December. It's December 1st at this point. Yeah. And so we can't like all the marinas are shutting off water and we can't like we can't wait any longer to go. Um, so we 
We got the windows. Got the windows. Yeah. Put the put the you know the new ones in. Sealed them up the night before we mm-hmm. were gonna leave on December fifteenth, and um, and then we like pulled the blue tape off literally as we were leaving port, and wow. we're like, all right, that's it. We're underway. Mm-hmm. And it, we didn't get any rain until the, we got to the, the lock. swamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were sitting waiting out for the lock to open, and it starts raining. Clay is. He's had his incident at the other bridge, and um, but now he's sick, like actually sick, and and it starts raining, and he's. I have this Im- picture of him just sitting there, like totally like a man beaten down, mm-hmm. and and you can see the windows are leaking behind him. Yeah, um, worse than they were before, <laughs> of course. Anyway, so that that's all to say, like we ended up getting them. You know, we did like a, a retrofit and threw bolts at them. Yeah, eventually. we ripped them out and had mm-hmm. some custom uh, like plexiglass oh, cut nice. for them, and then and did threw bolts on the outside. Butyl tape. We learned yes. what butyl yeah. tape is and how amazing oh, it is. So sure. yeah, cool. so yeah, the butyl tape with the through bolts and that that she never leaked again. Nice. Um, and it kind of gave her like an aesthetic. She looked like kind of a tank after that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, almost like, like opera glass. glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got cool. a Mad Max. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what? So you guys left in December. What, did you freeze the whole way down? Mm-hmm. There's like a running joke that Clay's like, well, let's take a boat to the Florida Keys. It's going to be great. And and my, we ha- we should have had a clear communication that it would be cold most of the way and that at the end destination there are no beaches. <laughs> but that's the only reason that I got on that boat <laughs> was late, to sir. go to a beach that was warm. Yeah. And I still have yet to go to a beach that is warm. We had a conversation out on the keys where Ali was like, All right, so let's go like let's go to the beach now that we're here and I'm and my mom had lived in the Keys for a couple of years at that point, so I'd been down and know that there's like maybe a couple really pretty puny beaches in the Keys. <laughs> Surrounded by So I had to manners. say, you know, there's no beaches down here, right? Yeah. We're, this is it. Yeah. And like, put your parka back on because we're going north, you know? It's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. so it I'd was say cool. it averaged like 55 is a high and yeah. 40 is a low. And you guys know, because we didn't have a, a buffer yeah, between no you Dodger, and yeah. Yeah, so you guys no Dodger. Out in it too. Yeah, yeah, no Dodger, no Bimini. And so many days spent like thinking up. Like, like, as if we are going to figure out, like, okay, this is a Dodger on a budget, you know? Clay's like, oh, I'm just going to go buy a sheet of plexiglass and bolt it into this thing. And I'm like, I think we could do that. And he's like, it won't work. The wind will just come out and around it. And I'm like, probably, you know? But we used is... the tarp over the boom a little bit. That helped. Oh, yeah. Sometimes when, when we were motoring, yeah, yeah the tarp tied down over the boom. Did you guys nice. get that set? I guess you weren't such a crazy weather. We had, I mean, there was a couple days I remember... Standing out in my foul weather gear, just getting like hosed off. I mean, it wasn't maybe a couple. I mean, you know, once or twice. Yeah. It's a picture. I think maybe the Pungo River. That's what I remember. Oh man, that one day on the way north. It rained. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, and the actual no, it, it, and Hampton Roads on the way north, we got oh. we got soaked too. Mm. Yeah, it just kind of stood out. And then yeah, it was I, a, it was different for us distinctively. It was like for, my, we I lived in my thermal onesie. Yeah. Our way north was like that. It was chilly. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, our our way south was like it rained we a just, lot. It did rain a lot, but it was also like you know, October, October here where it's like sixties. A little bit warm. Oh, it was the best. And it, we mm. just we just rode that all the way down right. to really nice. Probably the keys. I mean it 
we didn't. I remember in Georgia was the first time we could like wear bathing suits. Like at Cumberland, Cumberland Island, yeah. we went to the beach and we got to go to the beach in Georgia. <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys go to Cumberland Island? Mm-mm. No, oh. but we will next time we go. Yeah. Cool. It's, um, it was warm, and we yeah. Went, you went in the water. The water was cold. Yeah, it was. So nice. Um, Cool. Let's uh, let's run through some anecdotes. So I let's see from the blog. It sounded like you guys had a crappy day out on uh, out on the Albemarle. Oh on my god! I'm still sick from that day. So I'm you got, still you got seasick sick. Sick. on the Albemarle. I'm rolling my eyes because <laughs> <laughs> it was like one foot seas. Well, I. <laughs> I I'd be, I'd but it's a, it was a following sea, mm-hmm. and those are the worst. And I think I insisted on sailing, so it was kind of like getting the roll yeah. going. Oh, it was like yeah. a figure eight constantly, yeah. uh-huh. and then it would be like a small figure eight, so you couldn't even like get down. The, you're like, okay, this is what we're doing, but it was constantly shifting and. That was a really long day too. That was one of the first open body because we motor. It was glass going down the Chesapeake for us, oh, wow. and so that oh, was yeah. the first open body of water where we had any type of weather. Mm-hmm. It was definitely one of those situations where, like on the Chesapeake, where most people and you guys, right? You had you just got whipped, right? Yes. Didn't you? Well, mo- yes. yeah, mostly by our own inexperience, no, but but it was, it was also it was windy. Advisor. It was windy. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry, it was a small craft advisor. It was, it was scary. It was windy. Yeah, it was windy. It was windy. So like the Chesapeake for us was like I remember having Justin Bieber playing. I mean, if that, you know, to me, and that was early, early on. And so I was like, well, this is going to be the rest of the trip. This is great. Blue skies. It was warm. Couple of clouds mm. in the skies. No other boats. It was so beautiful. And then we hit the next open body sort of area. And Clay's like, okay, so it's going to be like similar to, the, to when we went through the Chesapeake and you couldn't really see land or whatever. And I'm like, okay. And then it was the worst. It was the worst. Yeah, that was the worst day. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. And then I, you've, I've heard your story about running aground and uh, and sleeping on the tilt, but mm. I don't think I realized that was at Pine Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Georgia. Tell that story. Yeah. So again, I still don't know. Like, I'm every day is something new. You know, like on the sailboat, especially for me, and and for you too. Yeah, I've never really. Well, you get bits of information, like okay, there's nine foot tides here. Okay, that's a bit of information. Cool. And then you're like, all right, well, let's go anchor, and we anchored in what, like twelve feet of water or something. And then not putting those two pieces of information together. Or figuring out where the wind is coming from. Like, you don't know, really. Yeah. And then, so that evening, um, and it was a beautiful anchorage. Mm -hmm. Really lovely. And we went to sleep. And um, I remember waking up. To, to and like telling Clay like go up to your side of the bed and I like opened my eyes all the way because I was like that's a really weird thing to say like why did I say up you know and I opened my eyes and he was up like sort of <laughs> above me and I'm like this is not how this is supposed to be and I can tell that Clay is awake like eyes really wide like open and he's just completely silent because I think he already knows what's happening but he's recognizing it like in the moment <laughs> and and like also assessing how like damage control right yeah, yeah. For, for, not for the boat but for me you know like okay how can i <laughs> how can i explain this in a way where she's not going to freak out and so he's like <clears throat> it <I> think- <laughs> seems like we might be 
aground. And by that time, we had gone, we had like run into sand, like it was fine. We we were okay running aground. And so I didn't understand exactly what that mean until things started falling off of the high side of the boat, and that's and when I, I started so I checked crying. The, checked the tides and the time, and realized that we still had another three hours to low tide. Oh, man. And so the next three hours was just literally like every few minutes you'd hear something else kind of like, like fall off of its shelf or off the whatever. Yeah. 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 We so were we laid all the way over. We were in mud flats. Mm-hmm. Where we were usually like when we sat at the dinette, you know. That's where we were now laying down. Yeah, the backrest. We, back we slept oh, wow. on the backrest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, I'm like, this boat is going to collapse in on us, or the water is going to come up, and our boat's going to still be in the mud, and we're going to, you know. One of my favorite going. moments was I had to go to the go pee in the middle of the night, and so I walked out, Somehow. climbed up onto the hall, and walked out onto the keel, <laughs> and peed into the mud off the keel, and then yeah. went back and slept on the back. Yeah, I'm crying until, inside, and then, just crying. And then set an alarm for 4 a.m. because right, that sure. was when, you know, it was going to be high again. And so we yeah. left at 4 a.m. It was dark because it, it was not getting light until 7 then. Yeah. So we just ran in the dark. and Which is better than being on your side. Yeah. 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 So what was, what was your learning experience like kind of overall in the high CW? I mean, was that coming in with the kind of the knowledge you had did you feel like it was like a, like a crash course in, in boat handling I mean that's, I mean, a, that's yeah. how we felt at any rate what was, yeah. what was your experience like in terms of the sailing element yeah or... all, the, all the above navigation you know the whole living on living on yeah, board mm-hmm. living on board yeah I think I, one of the biggest things that I learned was sort of keeping us fed and you know how do you get groceries in town in mm. areas that like aren't accessible for boaters um and literally everything. I mean, from finding anchorages. And my favorite thing was, you know, as we were going along, reading out of the books and saying, like, oh, this we're passing through this area and this is the historic, you know, sort of background. And that was really fun. Um, but it felt like a major crash course. I mean, there was not a day. It was, like, probably not an hour that went by that something wasn't being learned, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel? I felt like the thing I was, the thing I learned most about and the thing I was most intimidated by and just had no idea was anchoring. Like, what is the deal with anchorages? How do you do that? You don't, you just yeah. anchor every night yeah. somewhere new. Like, and so being really nervous about other boats and swinging and uh, scope and different types of road and how that affects the scope and you know how people will swing differently and sizes of boats and what is that thing where you like swing around in high winds we, we used to swing sail around, around anchor, sail around yeah. on the yeah. anchor yeah that sure. um you know sailing sailing was pretty cool for me it all just felt normal but the, the whole anchoring thing and like making that a part of the trip was a crash course for sure word yeah mm-hmm. cool nice uh, let's see where are we at here. Um, what is the uh, what's the attraction to sailing to uh, to traveling by boat? Why? <laughs> oh my God! It's just the most magical feeling because you're just you're just cruising with the wind, you know, mm. like and it's slow and you're in a different pace. I remember um, looking up at bridges a lot car bridges you know throughout that time and like looking at cars going across and feeling so disconnected from all that yeah absolutely and yeah. very connected to weather patterns and very connected to the to the water and 
I felt like my place on earth was very simple and clear and that is what's so magical for me about it same (laughs) not the sailing part but the rest of it you know the sailing continued to be terrifying and still is there there were a couple of days that felt great you know where the chop wasn't bad and you know it was like this perfect balance between not completely healed over or like sudden healing over situations and so that I was like, oh, I think I see what you are talking about when you really like sailing. Um, so there's definitely those days. Um, but for me, it was this like community that opened up that you like never, like as soon as you step off the water, maybe not even like to get, even to get groceries, even then you like see your other people. Yeah, you see the Crocs and you're like, ah, oh, that guy's uh, like, they're on a boat. You. Yeah, yeah, I can see you schlepping your groceries down the road. Um, and and as but so like you're still a part of it if you're even if you're getting groceries or you're on land for a little bit getting dinner or whatever but when you leave off of your boat and you're done with your trip it's like the door closes and you're like oh wait you know which which i think is magical you know that that world is sort of like kept away and accessible mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, so that's really beautiful. Yeah, but and but it's kind of an immediate acceptance too. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like, so as soon as you, you get have, back on, yeah, yeah. the door opens. Yeah, and that's and really that's how I mean, you know, meeting you guys, it's like not only do we have all these these uh, you know the sailing in common, but just instant friends. You have that that yeah. instant connection, um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a cool story. Um, yeah. So we saw. Are you? I'm trying to remember now because we were coming up through Key Largo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. There was a there were thunderstorms coming along. Big one, yeah. Yeah. big yeah. one. And you called us on the radio, right? Didn't we saw so we saw Soul Tide anchored, and we were like, "Those guys know what they're doing. That's a good <laughs> spot. Like, we need to get out of the storm. We need to drop the anchor." We saw your boat. We're like, "We're gonna go follow those guys." And so we dropped the anchor, and then yeah, Allie called us on the radio because she saw that we were from Gloucester, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And you guys are from Whitestone, which I'm sure not everyone knows the geography. It's a stone's throw. Our part of Virginia, but it's very close. Very close. And um, I guess we actually met you, though, later that evening at um, No Name Harbor. That's right. Is that right? Is that the same day? It must. Yes. I think so. Right around that time. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that, like... Basin, the, um, yeah, uh, the northernmost part of the Keys. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I remember because you guys you were sailing in very light winds because something was wrong with your engine, right? It yeah, took you, it took you a lot. Our engine was overheating. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I was like, I was like, man, they're sailing. Like, Throw up the sails! Like we gotta sail too. It's like there's enough wind for them. There's enough wind for us. We could barely. I remember we could barely keep the main filled because it was yeah. like at least there was one of those little channels in between, like the you know the the, the bodies of water there, and like had like the main cleated off to windward, like you know pull up, trying to pull to keep it full. It was it was uh, it was good. Yeah, there was. Yeah, we no had wind. no engine. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like trying to pick up man of wars out of the water, and Clay's like, "Do you know what's happening? The engine isn't working." And I'm like. Uh, I'm over it now. You know, like, we'll make it anyway. <laughs> so do you guys have any favorite favorite memories, favorite anchorages? Uh... Hmm. hmm. Favorite memories? Uh, one of, all of my favorite memories were terrifying at the time, but really, like, super terrifying. 
And I think they're my favorite because they built characters. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know. But one of our my favorite memories is when we got down to the Keys. I don't know. Maybe you're going to ask about terrifying stories, and I should save this one. No, no. Good, okay, good. Go so we got down. To, this was like our first day of having pretty nice weather consistently, and we had finally gotten down to towards the Keys, sort of the top of the Keys. Do you remember what that area was called? I think we're just above Blackwater Sound. Blackwater mm -hmm. Sound. Even sounds scary. My, <laughs> <laughs> of like, I'm just, and, and that's how I, I sort of felt like the whole trip was, I was just like, well, that was like a little crazy, but, and you just sort of walk forward into the next disaster, you know, <laughs> you're like, here we go. And then, and anyway, so we get there and, um, and Clay's like, we'll just, we'll anchor over here. And there's just like no one at all. Anywhere, no houses, no nothing, and like I feel like that should have been a, a, just mangroves. Just mangroves. Little did we so know that there were so beautiful and you know majestic. Right, and you had Jimmy. This was this was a great like moment for me to be on the boat with Clay, and we're sort of coming in. We're going to anchor, and the mangroves, and I think there was a rainbow. I mean, it was a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then you put Jimmy Buffett on, which you were just singing at the top of your lungs. I mean, you were just so happy, and I was like, we did it, you know. We're the keys. Mm -hmm. We made it. Yeah, we have arrived. Yeah, the water is getting clear. Yeah, yep. yeah. So he's bebopping around. You know, we've anchored. We're gonna like now start cooking dinner down below. And I will never forget looking up at you and you saying, "Huh, I think I see a mosquito." And within thirty seconds, there were thousands uh, of mosquitoes inside of our boat oh. inside it we and because we had gotten to the keys and we had arrived we opened the hatches uh -huh. we op we just we were so in the we middle of like, cooking dinner and it had just gotten dark and they descended uh -huh. and we just had no idea just like you know being high and dry like we had just had no idea anyway so that was Horrible, and we had to like hide under blankets until Clay for about an hour. And then Clay finally um, was like, "I can't do this anymore. I am sweating, and I'm gonna die. So we have to get out. <laughs> I have to get out from under this blanket." Um, so we ended up cruising uh, like for 40 minutes in between this mangrove channel. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the channels in between. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's pretty narrow. And, so narrow. And you were doing rocks. that in the dark. Yes, and in a spotlight, spotlight that's like the battery. Nice. That's the battery yeah. was dying on the spotlight, so it would go out, and then I could like Shake click it. I could, yeah, I could <laughs> click it, and it would go for like three seconds before it would go out again. Yeah, and so and I'm on mosquito like killing duty, right? So I'm downstairs like like Rambo, you know? I'm like crying and killing mosquitoes <laughs> any way I can, you know? I have like a lantern in one hand. I'm like smash, 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 and I wait and I check under things and. It was crazy, but now it's it's. No, it's just a good memory. Yeah. And then we made it, and we finally anchored, and every and we I think we called the last mosquito, and we were able to go to sleep, and then we woke up, and it was two foot seas at anchor. Yeah. And oh Blackwater Sound, like the fetch was coming all the way across oh, the sound, wow. yeah. and that was the scariest time we've ever had to pull the anchor up, and yeah. it was that was miserable. Yeah. That did was, you guys have a mosquito incident? Yeah, we did on. Uh, Boca Cheetah. Oh, we heard oh. about that. Yeah, we pulled in same, there for the day, deal. and it was like this seems Stay like away. something out of a horror movie. Yeah. It was so same what? Deal. What? Ha same thing. Same deal. It was like, uh, well, we we closed the boat up, and then they um, the park rangers came by to check if we had paid the dockage fee, which is like twenty bucks, something like that. And um, so I poked my head out of the hatch for like 
five minutes to talk to him. Maybe not even five minutes. And in that time, we just got swarmed. Oh, no. But we slept. I mean, we just, like, covered up and just, like, mm-hmm. suffered through it. Yeah. yeah. The worst. Yeah. Many nights of just suffering through, like, gritting your teeth and suffering through the hours of rough yeah. weather, bugs, mm-hmm. or whatever. We did do a key, p- a key lime pie tour, though, and we got to the Keys. Nice. And that was a really good day. That was a great memory. <laughs> Uh, I was just eating pie all day and pretending to choose which one was the best. They were all great. Yeah. Yeah. Swimming off the back of the boat at No Name was nice on the way down. Yeah. The first time it was clear water yeah. and 78 degrees. And that was mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. yeah. And like being able to get off the boat when we got to Fort Lauderdale where um, mm-hmm. Clay's sister lives. So that was really nice. <laughs> the time we were able to get off the boat <laughs> <laughs> for our sailing podcast. So, but it, it was you know that was nice to get perspective and you know and get clean enjoy those showers and that yeah you know clean everything out and and that kind of stuff felt really nice cool cool Mm -hmm. um so you guys did you have engine trouble like the whole trip or was that (laughs) yes yeah that is an accurate way to describe it so if you guys we we understand that you bought a brand new engine in preparation for the trip yeah. We kind of took the opposite effect. We took we were at we took an engine that was like end of life yep. cycle. So <laughs> we were just constantly reviving it and, yeah. and trying to see how far yeah. we could go. Yeah. When we hit the Virginia North Carolina line, we and we had packed fireworks to set off when we got to Florida, but we set them off there because we just didn't think we were going to get to that point in mm-hmm. our trip. You know, mm-hmm. we like planned to go to Porky's, but likely not going to happen. Yeah. But we, you know, we did. Yeah. Um, now, where did you learn to work on motors? I just, um, I, I always wanted to be able to grow my own food, build my own house, fix my own trucks. And so when I was, since I was like 16, I started learning about automotives and then I owned a diesel truck and... Is um, it pretty similar? Uh, in principle, yeah. Like what's is. similar? Like the... Injectors, you got like, so for a diesel, it's air, compression, right. and fuel. Okay. And if you got those three things it's going to work. It's not like a, a gasoline's a little bit, in my mind, because I don't know gasoline that well, but it, you, it's got, you got to have a spark. So you have some, some type of like electrical ignition right, cycle. Right, right. And then you have like the timings a, a little bit more important. Uh-huh. The diesels are a little is bit it, more. Is it a, is it a, so is a diesel a two stroke or four stroke? Or is that, a, is that even a thing with diesels? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. Okay. Um, ours was a three-cylinder inboard, mm-hmm. so the cylinders, um, I think, are I think they're technically a two-stroke because they really compression. They, yeah, they, and it's a screen. and then the other one's exhaust. It's pumping. Okay. It's pumping out the old one, okay. and then when it goes down, it's it's pushing, right, right, and right, then right. it's exhausting out old air. Okay. So yeah, um, and yeah, just kind of figuring it out. Lots of googling and talking to mechanics. Yeah. Cool. No, that's I, I have a lot of respect for that because I have no idea how to. There, you know, motors are a. Uh, a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find anything that you were like, well, clearly, I mean, not spoiler alert, there was at the end. But, oh, yeah. But as you were going, as we were going along, it was definitely like, okay, we have a problem. You know, it was like every time we had a problem, you had to sort of start at step one and, and mm. go like, okay, what's not working? And then, you know, you would just go deeper and deeper and deeper until you fixed it. Mm-hmm. Did you find like 
that's just how it is with motors in general or like that specific motor yeah no diesels are pretty much ubiquitous like that like you always want to start with like the fuel filter mm -hmm. and the air filter and the compression's kind of like in the back of your mind you're always like got that no worries so then it's usually one of those two things and you just end up chasing the system based on the symptoms mm -hmm. and so it's really like you talk to people about hey i got this symptom what what might that be causing yeah what that? might be causing that and oftentimes it's like well nine times out of ten it's this and so you check that and then of course that's not it so you <laughs> move on to the next <laughs> one bad news. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway yeah. so so you guys ended up you, get, you made it back to charleston on your way north and then mm -hmm. and then you ended up having to to, to haul soul tide out was it, i think i was just listening to you, this podcast um a couple of shows back and you were talking about elliot's cut elliot cut yeah, yeah, yeah. elliot cut and i in that like it was like this visceral experience when I heard that. I was like, oh God, <laughs> Elliot Cut. Because I remember. So you were having motor trouble coming up to Elliot Cut. Uh huh. Just that sounds, a hair little that sounds bit. hairy. Yeah. Just a little bit. It was doing things that I'd never yeah. heard it do or felt mm -hmm. it do. And I was like, this, so this is, is very So you're, weird. you're hearing things and it's and it's making. It's almost like. And it's coffee. like kind of shutting down yeah. and like, like stalling yeah, out a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And the current was very strong. And. Mm -hmm. We eventually made it to this little dock right on the other side of Elliot Cut at this seafood crab shack or something. Oh, yeah, that's, we've had, there's a bridge. I'm remembering we've had this discussion. Yeah. we tied we up ate, there yeah, and ate, ate dinner. Oh, you <laughs> ate there? Yeah. Uh -huh. So it's at that bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the other side, Whatever, you know, yeah, the just, inner. Just south, just south of Wapu, Charleston. Wapu, Wapu, Wapu Creek. Creek. That's yeah, right. and yeah. So we docked up, and it was like, again, it was like, all right, well, we got to work on the engine. Our buddy was in town in Charleston, and so um, we ended up. He came to us, and we had dinner there, and. It was like just a normal night, you know. We're yeah. like, oh, we got to work on the boat tomorrow, but that was pretty status quo. Yeah. And um, and there's a sign also on the dock that's this is like, no overnight. this is no overnight. Like, also don't, you know, like this is for people who are eating here. This right? was in like February, probably right or March. And this is in February, right? so it yeah. is off February, season. Yeah. But you know, people in Charleston party, so there are people. It's not like a line waiting to get to the dock, but you know, there are people in the restaurant and stuff. So anyway, we, we go to sleep and... And then we woke up and worked on the boat and it didn't get any better. And then that's pretty much how the next week and a half... Five days we yeah. stayed there. At that dock. Oh, at the dock? Yeah, we stood there and a few days. And we kept days. eating. Well, then we kept, we, you know, we We'd would eat and be and like, like, we're having just a little bit of engine trouble. We're going to split a sandwich. Did they, did, they ever, did they start saying things like... No, they were very they were so nice. so sweet. Yeah. So nice. sweet. Awesome. We were like, we need to. We know we need to get We've out of here. We've got to get there. out of here. So we're we, used, we pulled the CTO card again, or Hobo US, and they told us, and at that point they were like, this is definitely this is this is one of your last. Tow. This is your last one. We're yeah. never towing you again. That was it. That Bart. was the last one. So they towed But it, it was great because they towed us for a long time. <laughs> and they towed us into a marina that the marina we called, and they were like, we have a policy where you can't you can't come in unless you're under your own power, you know, because they don't want boats just in right, and up there. Yeah. And they said, but we'll make an exception. So we ended up there and continued to work on the boat and then ended up having to sail it out of that marina. Because we had no more toes left. <laughs> and they were charging us by the day yeah. at the marina. So yeah. we had to get it out of there. And to my cousin's she's a member of a yacht club yeah it was Pleasant, we were just limping so along at that point we went yeah. to that dock where we had like 48 hours to spend and yep. so we spent our 48 hours there and kind of issued the death certificate mm -hmm. and, and that was so hard you know like we clay so wanted to and i think having had multiple experiences where it did not look good and then you figured fire. it out yeah, yeah you keep digging and, and there was a solution but this just he could not get it to come back on and 
So I had mechanic. I had a mechanic down there taking a look at, at it. And was like, he was like, "This not. doesn't seem good." And then I remember, I don't know exactly what we were doing, but we were trying one thing that was like, this is pretty much going to determine whether the engine is viable or whether there's something. <clears throat> so the way that engine worked is it was raw water cooled. So water would come up from the sea right. through the engine to cool the engine down. And so what happens sometimes is that if the water mixes with the engine internal right. where the diesel is, then it's kind of all over. Like yeah. you need to rebuild. And at some point we were pushing... Um, water somewhere and we looked where there was supposed to be fuel and there was water and um, at and that, that point it. I just broke down and started crying Yeah, because <laughs> I had spent because so much yeah. energy working on that engine yeah. and that was our trip and I knew we weren't going to get home Yeah, there yeah. was no like there was no consolation prize exactly. no. that was it, yeah. it was a dark yeah. dark time yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and in the, in the midst of that we were sort of like in a self imposed competition with Firefly, <laughs> which you were winning, we were which we were whooping you guys so bad. I think we were about a week ahead of yeah, you. Yeah, you were. Like, you passed. You guys came through Charleston while we came, were breaking down, we, broken down. I don't oh, think you guys we didn't, did. We didn't see. Well, we didn't stop. You didn't no. stop we to see us. Been, I think we were up for way up in. We were up the, the Cooper River. Yeah, yeah. The, and you guys Marina, were like, yeah. we, we can't, and we totally understood. But you guys just well, you got home, so it was with like the ultimate one day to spare. Yeah. With we one were both, day. so we were both going for April first, and mm-hmm. we made it April. I guess two days. April we 30th. made it March fifteenth. Yeah, and that was the weirdest thing, you know. Like we had to unpack our boat and yeah. put it into the world's tiniest rental car, um, and and we were home seven hours later. It was so weird. That sounds. That's, yeah. I remember talking to you guys when we got back, and, and that sounding. Yeah. Very surreal. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty heartbreaking. We put Sultide up on the up on the hard, rented a car, and then we're, we're, we're back gone. at your old life there. Yeah, and, yeah and it's no so time. weird to yeah. see billboards because you don't see those on the water. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, but yeah. Clay, tell the story. You've told me about the, your last sale on Sultide. Oh yeah. Oh. oh yeah. So we did. Yeah, to get her from that the the place where we realized that it was all over that dock to the to the marina i had um the mechanic actually who came out and helped me a little bit he was like i got a 17 foot key west or something i can tow you up to this marina you know which was i don't know maybe 15 miles up it was a good little jaunt yeah um and so we hooked up one one morning and then he like towed me up a ways and we kept going and the current in the Cooper River was pretty strong. Anyway, we, we get up there and we like kind of turn the corner and it's just a big long straightaway to the marina, like a few miles and I'll call them on the VHF and I was like, just let me, <laughs> and I was drinking a couple beers <laughs> and I was like, just let me go, man. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? Are you in trouble? And I was like, just. Just untie the line and let me. I need to sail this boat in. And he's like, I was like, the wind is just right. I need to just have one last sail with her. And so he did. He just untied the line and he he kind of like let me go and hung out in the back and I sailed and um, it was glorious. And then uh, I sailed it pretty much into the dock, into the into the dock on the end of the fuel dock there and mm-hmm. and just put her up. And the great, the end of the story is that I ended up going back down and selling her to a guy off of Craigslist for parts, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, 
I'm going to work on this boat, you know, because it was, everything was great except for the engine. And uh, fast forward a month later and he sends me like an iMessage with a video and the, the engine is out of the boat in his driveway and he's got the video going and he just like fires it up without the head on it and it goes <laughs> and so it's like the engine running again it's alive again and cool. so it was very cool and he, he had sent me the photo with the crack in the cylinder head that was the cause of all the problems gotcha. and so he completely rebuilt the, the engine and put it back in and she's probably down there sailing cool mm-hmm. that's cool that's a good uh, that's a good ending to the story mm-hmm. yeah very nice um so, so you guys have been up to all sorts of cool things uh, in the two years since we met you down there in, in Key Largo. Uh, so you lived and worked in uh, Costa Rica for a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you bought a piece of property, built your own house, a beautiful house. Thank you. Um, let's see, you've gotten married. Um, it seems to me that there is a thread through all, through all these things. Uh, and of all the people we know, it seems to me that you two guys really approach things on your own terms. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, and I'm not really sure, there's not much of a question here, but um, maybe you could talk about how you approach making these kind of decisions, be it sailing down the ICW, uh, building your own house. Uh, do you make, are you make big plans, you make plans, write everything out? Principle, you know, are you working off of guiding principles? Hmm. You're making Venn diagrams? <laughs> so you <laughs> want our secret. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's funny that one of the first things that came to mind was this recent like quiz that we have both done on like self-sabotage things that you that are like part of your personality, you know. I like got sucked into this kind of clickbait, but it turned out to be very power like really powerful. And my top 3 things are um <laughs> like controlling, so like pushing things and making like getting them done um and hyper achiever was my other one and i think also clay scored high on that one and um and hyper rational and so i think like these self-sabotage things that like sometimes can get really out of hand um i feel like we've really been able to work them in the positive and Mm -hmm. then together like we bring both of those things to the table and it, it ends up being, you know, like we do get ourselves into situations that's like, um, if it's, if it's scary, we should do it, you know, like if it's scary, we should do it because it's yeah. probably worth it. Yeah. And, um, and I think every time we do something like that, it's like we learn more about ourselves and about each other and it's really powerful, you know, and that is not to say that there are not times that we're like so scared so scared that the boat's gonna capsize yeah because it's not easy to you know it's not easy to do it um there are a lot of there are there are terms out there it's on our terms right there are also a whole set of terms out there that are very easy to follow and like i I had multiple seasoned captains say december 15th is way too late way too late to leave Yeah. yeah to go down the icw but and we don't did do it and don't do it yeah and, and don't we, build your own house like why don't you need to start with a starter home and blah 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 blah, blah and all which this is stuff totally and, you know totally reasonable um and there's just these things that we you know just have a drive to do and so recognizing people like you guys who also have that spark like we could ask you guys the same things you know um like what? It, what kind of Venn diagrams do you guys do? <laughs> you know, like. Well, we we are we are hyper planners until fairly recently. I would say. Mm. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel like that helped you on your trip, hyper planning? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, in some ways, and we've and we've talked about this, but um, yeah, kind of disconnecting from like accepting that the plan is not going to be mm. is not going to happen is, is is also a good thing, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, and hard. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially for me. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to, uh, a few more questions. I know it's getting late. I don't want it's, and it's a school night here. So. It is a school night. <laughs> I don't want to keep you guys late. But talk about Gaylene. What's the? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is good stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, we had not had Soul Tide, you know, for two years. Two years. Yeah. And um, I just love to sail, and we both love the sailboat adventure thing and so I was looking at sailboats way out of our league in terms of price tag but I think sometimes we all do that and um and so I went and looked at this one boat and it was uh everything that we ever wanted really in a sailboat and um and I just wanted something that wasn't gonna capsize so yeah it's 36 foot yawl from 19 uh, built in 19 born <laughs> built in I like 1968 that um solar panels dinghy davits hard dinghy inboard diesel engine water maker yeah water maker roller furling jib a whole like a whole list of all this had all the checklist items that i was looking for unfortunately it was also sinking on land yeah so so. when we went to look at it it was sinking on land and no one apparently who was listing it or the owner had no idea that what was going on so we ended up, um, <clears throat> through a little bit of negotiation, pretty much just saying, hey, we'll take this boat for free and give it a good home <laughs> and a good life. <laughs> um, Talk about a lowball offer. <laughs> That's right. How about zero? <laughs> How about you pay me $500 and I'll take this boat off your hands? Um, but really, that's Sort what of happened. how it went, yeah. yeah. And so um, he, a really sweet guy from Sweden said, um, he kind of looked us up and saw a little bit about our adventures and yeah. said, yeah, go ahead, take it. Yeah. It needs a good home. And um, so we did. And we did put some we put some money into doing the bottom work. We had the guys at the boatyard do the bottom work, had her relaunched in January. Again, everyone's like, why are you putting your boat in the water in January? Anyway. Um, our, our own terms. You don't need right. to know them. Yeah. <laughs> And I didn't know if the engine was going to start. I assumed no it idea. wasn't going to start. Um, and it was it underwater. Di- and it didn't. Um, and so I sailed it out of that marina. It's most uh, most is, of our stuff is sail- clay sailing off and two docks. And like I, I should and I should note that that was Jackson, not Jackson Creek. It was Broad Creek, right? Uh, I don't actually know yeah, which creek it was. I mean, yeah, it's pretty narrow. I remember you yeah. told me you sailed out of there, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's cool. very. It was very narrow. It was oh, it was very nerve wracking. I did it by myself. Yes, Again, I don't know why. My own terms, I guess, right? <laughs> I was like, I saw the wind. The wind had to be just perfect because I had to go down this creek and take a 90-degree turn and go out to the river. Yeah. Um, and so I saw it and did it. And we um, took it to a, kind of a neighbor's dock. And the little did we know, we were under sail. And we got to the head of the creek entrance to the, get to their dock. And it was iced over like thick ice right, that was right when it right when we started getting mm-hmm. all that ice last yeah week, like so beginning. we ended up plowing through finagling that. our way in there and <laughs> throwing uh, lines from the stuck boat in the ice <laughs> me and my brother who's 21 or 22 and has all kinds of ideas about things that will work and 
They just don't. But anyway, <laughs> he was like, just throw a line. And Jacob's like fashioning these giant sticks with lines and he's throwing them out, like torpedoes out to Clay and none of it worked. <laughs> none of it. I don't remember even how we did it, but we did get it in there. And so we started working on her and um, started again, similar to Soul Tide. I was like, all right, well, we're going to need an engine most of the time. And the sails were in good shape. Mm-hmm. So we got the sails all rigged up. I did that on, on shore. Yeah. Cleaned up um, the mold. Mm-hmm. The oh my god, it was insane in there. Um, yeah. And so, went, re- really went to work on the engine. Spent three months working on the engine. Mm-hmm. And she's running now, right? She's running. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Most yeah. recently, um, Clay went down below, and there were, he <laughs> he went down below, and I'm up at the helm, and he I see this like look of like confusion, then terror, then just like back to normal across his face very quickly. And I'm like, oh no. And and I just let him be, you know, because if there's something really wrong, he'll tell me. But if he's just trying to figure something out, I'll just let him be. So anyway, about an hour later, I go down below and I, um, sorry, he said to me, he's like, it looks like maybe something caught on fire down here. And I was like, really? (laughs) Okay. So... It looks maybe like it, so I'm not going to worry. About an hour later, I go down below and I look to where he was looking. And it is definitely, there is no doubt in anyone's mind that something definitely caught on fire. And anyway, so that's our recent adventure with that boat. Because something There's with the solar, solar panel wiring through a spark oh, onto a rag that then caught on fire. And the so rag now we have insurance on our boat. Um, antifreeze or yeah, coolant. Damn, is, uh... The, the solar pa- so is there what, how is so that? the deal is the solar panel wires go from the solar panels to the charge controller right and then to the battery right. switch so, you, so is it a, and then to the battery but they're supposed to go straight to the battery most of the time it seems like in my research s- as opposed to the switch so I switch the switch off which I don't think you're supposed to do because for whatever reason because right, the because the panels are still thrown out Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still, and the problem was in the con- charge controller. Control. The charge controller didn't know what the heck was going on, and so, and so was, that's where the spark came from right. out of the back of the charge controller. Um, and th- so those wires were all toast, and I ended up just disconnecting everything and running it as if we didn't have solar panels, which we didn't on Soul Tide. So now we're kind of back to the A B switch that we're used to. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, until we figure it out. Until yeah. we get a new charge controller. Did you guys have a solar panel? Yeah, it wasn't. I don't remember it being particularly complicated, but. But because, yeah, but I, I do also... I met, we did have some fuses in, in our line somewhere. Definitely too, some fuses. We? And I remember we had to put blankets over the panels when we installed them. That's what I remember. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so you don't zap yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't know enough about it off the top of my head to... Mm-hmm. Diagnose. Yes. Yeah. You're not the boat doctor. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so Galen's our bare bones bay cruiser. Yeah. She's no cushions, no frills, no comfort, but she cruises. She she She's runs. Great. She starts up every time now yeah. and the sails are cool. What's it uh what's it like sailing to y'all? Have you missed, messed around with the mizzen at all? I have last time. What's that like? Um it's just kind of cool. Yeah. I don't think it does much performance-wise, yeah. but it's kind of fun. You know, it's another sail to tinker with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. Do you guys have any uh, any plans for the immediate future sailing plans? No. Just no. cruising around? Yeah. But just, I miss it. Yeah. I miss that life so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick. So you guys also play music. Tell us about your band real quick. Plug your band. Yes. So our band is named Wildflower Honey. 
Um, Clay and I have a side gig right now, but we don't have a name, so maybe we should call it Soul Tide. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Throwback. Anyway, so we play um, with our buddy Ryan, and um, we play around the Northern Neck and wherever else anyone would like us to play. Richmond, Virginia area. Yeah. He's from Richmond. Some all original Americana bluegrass style. Upright bass, banjo, guitar. I play the upright bass, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I play the banjo, which is pretty cool. Sorry. <laughs> no, and you guys are great. We love, we love watching you guys play. Yeah. Um, and what's uh, you got a website? Yeah, we have many. Um, Wildflowerhoneyband.com. Uh huh. Wildflowerhoneyband.com. And then our blog, which is too long to say, I think. Six is that six imposterous things. Six imposterous things. Wordpress.com. Um, yeah, those are our two like related ones. <laughs> cool. All right, and final question: You have a favorite sailing song? All, every time I go sailing now, all I want to do is listen to Jimmy Buffett, and I know that's bad, but you did this to me because no. it's like it means. George Buffett. Yeah, yeah. I mean, George Buffett. Exactly. Get, get, get we listen yeah. to a lot of Jason Isbell on that trip. We listen so that's to good. so much. Yeah. And then I've been listening to um, the podcast, What I Think About Sailing. Oh, yeah. Andy and, Shell's new one. Yeah, yeah and that's... On the Wind, right. And then, so the new podcast, he's been playing these songs by the Sea Oh, I, I totally sea downloaded that. Shanty the Swedish Choir, band? I think. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. And they have this song that's like, In South Australia, hide away, keep away, hide away. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, I mean, I listen to that when I'm working, and I'm just like, I, I in my mind, I'm like sailing up the creek in Lockleys, and like, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I get. I'm, I'm I'm very excited that you're listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, we'll call it then. Thanks, cool. guys. Thanks so Thank much. You. We're so grateful to have met you guys. Yeah. So guys. bizarre. It's so amazing. It's amazing. There you have it, folks. Thanks again to Clay and Allie for chatting. Uh, great folks, good friends, good people. Uh, and again, you can find their music at www.wildflowerhoneyband.com uh, and a log of their ICW trip at siximposterousthings.wordpress.com. Uh, and I will link to that on the show notes. Um, I have yet to sail aboard their new boat, Galene, but maybe when this episode goes live and they listen to it, I can, uh, I can swing an invite. Hint, hint. <laughs> Um, all right so to you the listener uh, thanks for tuning in if you'll if you've been following along you'll remember that I've said uh, new episodes will be released bi-weekly and I'm sorry to say that that is no longer going to be the case Uh, it's becoming just a little bit unpractical Um, I'm keeping up with it but uh, these longer interviews a little bit more time consuming to edit and and it's just taking it's taking up a bit more time than I'm, I'm willing to give it currently uh, but I am, I've been very much enjoying the process uh, as a whole, uh, and the opportunity to talk to folks. So I'm going to give myself until October to get the next one out. And I'm going to see what a monthly publishing schedule looks like from there on out. Uh, so thank you for listening in. If you've enjoyed it, I would greatly appreciate it. If you left a review, uh, wherever you are consuming your podcasts, uh, and tell a friend who might enjoy it. Thanks again. <laughs>
That's it for this episode of The Bonnie Boat. Thanks for listening. I know time is my most scarce resource these days, so I appreciate you uh, choosing to spend your time listening here. One of the reasons I decided to throw my hat into the podcast ring is to get in touch with other like-minded sailing maniacs. To that end, if you have any comments or suggestions, you can email me at thebonnieboat at gmail.com. You can find us online at thebonnieboat.wordpress.com. And remember, to be a sailor, you don't need a YouTube channel with 100,000 video subscribers. You don't need an Instagram account with pictures of beautiful people in their bathing suits. You certainly don't need a podcast. You don't even need a boat. You just need to go sailing. Until next time, this is Firefly standing by on Channel 16. And we've got a tune here that Clay and Allie wrote together on their trip called Every Man. Take it away, Clay.
ships fall from grace I would stand my watch till we meet our fate Not yet halfway through this life But I've lived enough to know when something's right Sailing is the third favorite. Yeah, because sailing is your second most favorite thing. And what's your first favorite thing? Doing it. That's, see, that's what I... Yeah. Doing it. <laughs> oh, it's baseball. Well, not baseball. Baseball, Chris. No. America's sex. favorite pastime. It's sex. <laughs> this should be recorded. It is. This is real for life. Oh, good. <laughs>